Welcome to Beyond the Book. In this episode, we'll talk about success strategies and how when they are designed by triumphant people, they often lead to amazing accomplishments. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, guiding you through the essential elements that routinely show up in successful individuals. So let's dive into another episode to help you accomplish your objectives in a more timely and efficient manner. Hello and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Book. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, and I'll be joined, as always, by an insightful and enlightening individual to discuss their contribution to the book Pillars of Success that they co-authored with legendary author Jack Canfield. And joining us today, I'm going to read a, a little bio here about her just to kind of set the scene before we bring her in. Her name, Diana Cole. She is a gifted intuitive, a thought leader, and the author of a book that recently came out, The Spirit Translator, Seven Truths for Creating Well-Being and Connecting with Spirit. She's an expert in the field of positive thought, and Diana leads online courses and live events that teach people how to create lives of inner fulfillment and joy. Now, as the daughter of a prominent figure in the New Age movement in the San Francisco Bay Area, Diana's exposure to and learning from some of the most notable figures in the human potential movement is the very foundation of her work. So this is an, this is an episode and an interview that I'm certainly excited for. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and welcome Diana in now. So Diana, thanks for joining us on the, on the uh, Beyond the Book podcast. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. Yeah, looking forward to having you on here. You know, I've been reading a handful of these different chapters, uh, you know, in the Pillars of Success, and so much insightful information comes out of each one. Your chapter specifically entitled Becoming a Positive Thought Warrior, The Path to Guaranteed Success. Love that title. I told that to you in the pre-show. And we're going to dive into your chapter specifically in a few moments. But I think, um, you know, to build off of that bio about you that I just read, I think it'd be great if we could kind of set the scene for our consumer, you know, our, our listeners a little bit more. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, your personal and professional experiences that kind of led you to the moment of, of being able to contribute to such a book? Okay. Um, so you mentioned, you know, when you read through my bio that I, I grew up with a father that was a leader in the spiritual new age movement here in the San Francisco Bay area in the sixties and seventies. And I was just exposed to so much, um, you know, progressive thought and, um, meditation from a young age. I, I learned, you know, how to, um, communicate with spirit and how to, meditate and how to um, have conversations that helped, you know, guide me through my life. But, you know, what happens is when you learn those things at a young age, I think sometimes you don't realize that uh, it's not as valuable as um, it's more valuable than you thought, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. as I grew up and sort of shed all of what I'd learned so that I could live a normal life in a city, you know, and have some fun, I just you know, my life took a series of ups and downs, like all of ours do. And I got to a point where I was in a really bad spot in my life. I owned, um, fitness businesses that were not doing well. And I was a single mom who was struggling. And I got to the point where I felt like I couldn't, things couldn't get any worse. And I decided that I needed to go back to what I had learned as a child. And I, started having conversations with, um, you know, infinite wisdom and what came through was really, really powerful and became the foundation of my work today. Um, originally the book I wrote was called positive thought warrior. Um, but it was, that has been transformed into the chapter that I contributed to Jack Canfield's book and also a series of children's books I'm releasing next year. 
Uh, yeah, I, I really do love that title and just the mantra and, and energy really surrounding that phrase, positive thought warrior. I mean, so many times in our life, ne it's things can get negative, negative, negative so quickly in our thoughts, and it's almost more difficult to think positive. But when we can get on that positive mindset and that positive thinking train, uh, you know, there are instances where we are unstoppable. We can move through adversity with ease. We can, you know, conquer some of those challenges that seem so daunting in our lives. And uh, I think, uh, you know, your chapter really hits the nail on the head in terms of, of you know, that that essence, being a positive thought warrior. So I, I'm reading here, you know, the opening sentence of your of your contribution to the book. In 2015, you were one month away from living in your car. That's a that's a powerful sentence right there. And I could you share a little bit more about what that you know moment yeah. in your life was like? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a powerful truth to share too. You know, um, I was just at this place where I, you know, I had failed businesses, and I, like I said, I was a single mother and everything felt like it was collapsing around me and I had nowhere to go. I had no one to save me. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I realized that the only thing I really had was going inside, listening to my intuition and, and changing the way that I was seeing the world and to stop deciding that I would feel good or bad based on my conditions, but to instead um, create my conditions by thinking about them the way that I wanted them to be first. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. You know, it sounds it sounds kind of cliche, and I've heard a lot of people say positive thought. You know, whatever it doesn't really work, and I I agree. You know, if you if you read a few affirmations or you try to think a good thought now and then, it's not really going to do anything for you. It's a it's a practice, and it's something that you have to be dedicated to. Um, you have to be dedicated to every single day. You know, and it's something that is hard. It's hard to change our thought processes, but it's completely possible, and it's life changing when you do. And, and you you take this this daunting subject of just becoming that positive thought warrior, and you break it down into into four easy to understand steps. And and I'd love to kind of walk through them, you know, with our our listeners and you today. So step one, I see, become aware of your self talk. What is self talk? Self talk is, I believe, your prayer. It's what you are. It's your ask that you're putting out into the universe, and. You know, the problem is, I think that most of us have very poor self-talk. We are constantly judging ourselves and beating ourselves up about things that we can control and things that we can't, about interactions that we're having, about how we see our reflection in the mirror, about how our clothes are fitting us or how we measure up to somebody else. And I think that the first thing that has to change is that we have to start being kind to ourselves, loving ourselves and talking to ourselves kindly talking to ourselves the way that we want someone who is in love with us to talk to us. Completely understandable. And because it really does, it starts from within uh, in order to manifest anything that's truly noteworthy in life. And it, that leads us into step two, entering thought rehab. What does that rehab process look like? Yeah. So I call it thought rehab because for me, it was something that I, it felt like I was going through a process that was tough and I needed to really stick to it and to build steps for myself so that I would stick to it. And what it really meant was talking to myself constantly about positive conditions that I was noticing around me and sometimes creating them. And I, I, I mentioned in my teaching, you know, this time where I was in my car and I decided that was going to be a really good time for me to start thought rehab because you know, when I'm driving, I'm, I, I'm getting upset sometimes with other drivers or I'm 
trying to get somewhere and I'm not going there fast enough and I'm getting frustrated. And I decided I was going to turn my driving experience into a positive thought, um, you know, exercise. And I started, you know, waving, you know, waving and thanks to people when they let me in or letting people in who looked like they needed to come in in front of me. I looked at other people in other cars and, and thought to myself, I'm so happy to be on the road with these people today. You know, I'm so happy I get to travel and that I'm in this car. I'm so happy I have a car. I'm so happy that the sun's out today. And just really having these conversations with myself the entire time I, would be, I was in my car. And that alone really helps when you can dedicate yourself to a set time frame of speaking positive, positively solely for, you know, I, I suggest starting with five to 10 minutes, but if you can sustain it for an hour, it's amazing how much better you feel and how quickly. Right. And I can only imagine that that's going to, that, you know, that five, 10 minutes or that hour is going to bleed into another hour and then, you know, so on and so forth that it'll eventually, you know, positivity would consume your day. And I think that's probably the ultimate goal here. Um, mm -hmm. so then, so then I guess, uh, in, in my mind, at least your step three kind of coincides a little bit with step two in that you're creating positive thought chains. Yes. And that's how you do it. You know, the way to create positive thought organically is to do something that you love and to be aware of the doing of it, um, and to talk to yourself about it. So for example, if you love skiing and you're, and you're out and you're on the slopes, don't just ski and, you know, and, and end your day when you're, when it's over to really get the best out of that moment or those moments that you're doing what you love. You need to talk to yourself about it. I am so happy I'm here right now. This is such a beautiful place to be. I am so happy that my body is able to do, you know, talk to yourself about how amazing the experience is and organically positive thought chains start forming. One positive thought leads to another and organically you can keep that going for longer periods of time. I love that. And and I think, again, once this this step three segueing into your final step, stopping to say thank you. Uh, you know, yes. I, I grew up in a house uh, with parents that stressed the importance of gratitude. Um, mm -hmm. And I forever thank them for that because, it, you know, in some of those moments, yes, when you're, you know, flying down a ski slope or, or you're, you know, hitting a home run in a game and, you know, you, if you're able to take a step outside of your own body for a split second and, and think about the moment that you're experiencing, boy, is it gratifying to see, mm -hmm. wow, you know, I'm doing something I love and this is pretty awesome right now and I should appreciate it. So stopping to say thank you. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, it's exactly what you said. But you know, what happens is that when we stop and we say thank you, we start to see that our life, our lives and, and, and what we do are actually gifts. You know, we're not entitled to be here, you know, in a sense, this is a gift. And, and we start to say thank you. And we start realizing that not only is it a gift that we're here and that we have these bodies that are able to experience these lives that we're experiencing, but we start realizing that we have more to be thankful for than we ever really thought we did. And those feelings of thanks start its own course of positive thinking and positive thought change. So it's, it's in a sense, a circle, right? Mm -hmm. If you can be, if you can be thankful for the body you have and the place where you are and what you are and who you are, uh, that goes right back to self-talk and this chain starts again. So being in this like circle of positivity throughout the day is I believe the single most powerful thing that we can do for ourselves to have better experiences here. It's only going to propel you forward and not backward when, when thinking positively, you know, you find the good and the bad 
um, and and the good and the good, and it, it can be right. a really uh, you know inspirational experience inward speaking that is um now another question i wanted to ask you i mean i had said at the top of the show again pillars of success great book co-authored by jack canfield himself the man who wrote arguably one of the best-selling books of all time in the chicken soup for the soul that's quite a you know uh, quite a position to be in diana to have the opportunity to work alongside somebody like jack but not only jack but also this wide variety of entrepreneurs from different fields sharing extremely enlightening topics and their personal experiences. So what was it like for you personally to be on this panel of writers and to get to work with these guys? Um, well, it was really exciting and really great. And, you know, I, I met Jack a few years ago. I, I spent the afternoon with him at his house and, um, you know, talked to him a little bit about my teaching and what I was doing. And he was so encouraging that, you know, I give him a lot of credit for um, for the next, for the other book that I wrote, Spirit Translator, um, because he really pulled that out of me in my in my time with him that I spent with him, and I feel like he is somebody who is really here to up to uplift other people and to bring other healers forward, and I think that that's what he did with this book, and I think that he continues to do that, and I really love being a part of that energy. I think that the more that we can, you know, support each other and help each other and bring forward all of our gifts, you know, the more positive experiences we're all going to have here. And, and in terms of, of some of the other entrepreneurs that had contributed to the book, you know, in your experiences of, of writing this, I'm sure that you've probably had some opportunities to read through some of the other chapters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is there, are there any other lessons or that you've picked up from this book yourself? Well, you know, what I do when I read books like this is that I, I read everything in total and then I just get like this overall feeling of, of goodness, you know, of happiness and of uplifting. And I feel like, you know, everybody who contributed to the book was really powerful and is really powerful. And, and I feel really proud of it. And I think that, you know, I I read everything I read felt really good, you Mm -hmm. know, and, (laughs) and I can't really pick one thing out because I liked, I liked them all so much. I like something about every chapter I read. So, um, you know, I wish we weren't in a pandemic because I would have loved to meet everybody in person, right. but. <laughs> right. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a conversation in and of itself, for sure. But um, so so let's uh, let's take a step away from Pillars of Success just for a quick second here, Diana. I want to hear more about what you're doing these days. You know, what uh, what is what's in store for Diana Cole? Okay, so I wrote a book called Spirit Translator, which you mentioned that was released, you know, oddly the same month that Pillars of Success was launched. And um, I am doing a lot of teaching around positive thought and getting in touch with your intuitive senses and, you know, your your spirit connection. Um, And I'm also writing a series of children's books launching um, I was hoping Christmas, but it might not be till January now. Um, the first ch- children's book is going to be called Alina, the Positive Thought Warrior. So I really felt like it was important to start teaching children at a really young age the concept of thinking positively and of kindness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my daughter and I, during this time where we were all at home with the pandemic, decided to co-author a series of books. And the first one is coming out soon. So that's exciting. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, you know, offering... Um, you know, courses and phone calls where, you know, I discuss some of these things and people can jump in on the call and listen. And, um, you know, I'm just, I keep writing and I'm just doing my best to pour in as much information as I can. Cause I feel like the information that I'm given isn't just for me. It's for everybody. Sure. Sure. Now, 
in your experiences of, of speaking to different people, learning their stories, sharing some of your insightful information, is there is there a story that sticks out with you, um, you know, with somebody maybe that you've spoken to um, where you felt like the information you had to share, uh, you know, made it a true impact in their lives or or even vice versa? Let's say you were going to share your experiences, your, uh, you know, thought process towards a, a situation that someone else is dealing with, but in turn, you walked away from that conversation learning something. Yeah. Well, and I always walk away from all of my conversations learning something. And and that is, I think, something that we all have to try to do more, right, is to get, you know, gain wisdom along the way from other people. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. But, you know, I think that I can't think of one exact conversation that I could point out, but I do talk to a lot of people who are in grief um, and who have lost a loved one and who are having a really hard time moving forward after that loss. And um, I think that I do see a sense of relief when people um, are are told or can actually feel that you can still have a happy life, even with even if you're missing somebody who you wish was here with you, and that they're still here, just in, you know, we just can't see them, but we can feel them. Mm-hmm. And I think that the greatest relief for me um, that I can see in other people is sort of giving people the permission to be happy no matter what, you know, and, and that's the hardest thing I think to do. You know, we all go through ups and downs and when you're in the down, it's really hard to look at your life and say, I'm going to be happy no matter what. But the trick is when you can do that, you really do feel a shift almost that happens and the downs don't feel so bad anymore. So I, I think that the greatest relief for me that I've witnessed is probably, is probably that is seeing people, the light bulb sort of go off when they, when they know that they can be happy, even though. Mm -hmm. Now, Diana, you had mentioned grief and obviously grief is an extremely difficult thought process and emotion for, for, for anyone to handle depending on the circumstances. And, you know, grief, I feel like is, is kind of closely tied to, to stress and anxiety in a way, because it's almost these uncontrollable emotions, or at least they feel uncontrollable in the moment. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, being, you know, given that your message is surrounding positivity and, and controlling your thoughts to get them towards positive, you know, mm-hmm. what do you typically say for anyone that you've had experiences in talking with that's, that's struggling with, all the curveballs that the COVID-19 pandemic has thrown towards mm-hmm. people's way. You know, have, what are some of those conversations like? Yeah. So those conversations are about, you know, doing what you can and working in um, sort of this, this realm of what you can control, right? Mm-hmm. And what you can control is what you think. And, and what you think controls how you feel, right? So there's a lot that we feel like we cannot control right now. And there is a lot that's going on all around us, but it's always going to be like that, whether we're in a pandemic or not, because we all live these complicated lives full of ups and downs. So what I try to say is do what you can do and start with your internal self-talk, start with being kind to yourself and others, start with feeling grateful for what you do have instead of focusing on what you don't have. And, and just really take this time to go within and to and to sit with yourself and just really appreciate the beauty that's around us all. 
Well, Diana, you know, I think we're coming in here on the end of our time, but is there any other topic, anything you'd like to share as we, uh, as we get, you know, close to the holidays here? Um, you know, anything <laughs> else you want to share with anybody? Well, I think the, what I'd like to leave you with is that I feel like um, if we could all try to be more kind to ourselves and others, I think that it does really contribute to a happier experience for all of us when we can just pour kindness into the world. I see a lot of unkindness. Mm-hmm. I think we all do. And if we can do our best to be kind, both to ourselves and other people, I think that um, we can all live much more positive lives. I love that. And, you know, we are living in quite a tumultuous time between the pandemic, you know, the recent election in the country, just so much turmoil and upheaval and and boy, could we use a slice of positivity. So Diana, we thank you so much for giving us a bit of that slice of positivity in the pillars of success. So thank you so much. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Ryan. Well, and we thank you, our listeners, for joining us on another edition of Beyond the Book. Please stay tuned for more intriguing and, as always, enlightening conversations in our next episode. For our guest, Diana Cole, I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, saying so long, and we'll see you on the next edition of Beyond the Book.